this little project and I had an idea and the idea was to talk to as many people as possible about passion, community, just listen to their stories and try to create connections and uh, if you notice when you came in there was about, uh, there's been over 80 guests, quite a few of you are here tonight and, uh, and there's been all sorts of uh, downloads from the UK, the US. Peru, Morocco, the Philippines, but uh, that's not really what interests me. What interests me is, is the little things. There's been a, some really nice comments and some really nice feedback from guests, from listeners, and some of you are here tonight, about the small differences that uh, this conversation have made, and I think that's what's really important, what's why I do what I do. So thank you, whoever sends me those feedback. But you didn't come here to listen to me doing a sermon. That will be on the 27th of February, when we talk about spirituality and gurus and meditation. So book your tickets early to ensure disappointment. We'll have four wonderful guests there. Keep an eye on the Well Theater. Tickets are already selling fast, I believe. But before I bring you the guests for tonight, a couple of things. First, I need to say thank you to a few people. Um, first of all, Ross McParland for asking me to do this, which is uh, both terrifying and exciting. As uh, Paddy's daughter said, is nerve-sided. And, uh, and uh, for giving us this wonderful place. And to Greg, Nikki, Pete, and all the staff here, they've just been wonderful. They've really been generous with their time and their help. To Eamon O'Connor, he's not here tonight, but he's the artist that allows me to use his music, and this is one of his songs, it's the team tune of my podcast. He's a great musician and a wonderful man. To Dry Robe for giving us a prize, somebody tonight is going to win a Dry Robe, so you can walk around Grey Stones like the rest of us. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a special thanks to my family, too. Sylvia, Phoenix, and Mila for just putting up with me, really. I come up with these great ideas. And, uh, and most of them are, uh, go down the drain. Most of them are down the drain at the house, but sometimes they bring in front of a live audience. So thank you. Now, just before I bring you the, world, the four wonderful guests for the first half, there's... Uh, a video I want to show you. If you listen to any of my podcasts, the guests get to choose seven songs. But tonight is my show, so I get to choose my songs. And the first one is more than a song. It's a collaboration between two wonderful artists, Neil Meehan and Fiakno Brun. Oh, he has a funny Irish name, O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> of the Hot House Flowers. These guys had a mesh four weeks ago, and that's what I give you Winter Sun.
Thanks a million, Fikna and Neil. Fantastic piece of art. That didn't exist three weeks ago. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get the lads and the ladies up here. Ruth Fitzmaurice, Susan O'Neill, sorry, Susan Steele, and David and Stephen Flynn. Come on. Craig. Um, one day. Boy, girl, boy, girl. No, it has to be boy, girl, boy, girl. No. No. Okay. Ah, God. Okay. So, I don't know if you know everybody, but we're going to start with Susan, because Susan came all the way from uh, wonderful West Cork to do this. So, thanks a million. And uh, just by way of introduction, Susan, tell us a bit about where you are and what's it all about with swimming. When did you get into it? Well, I suppose the, the first one getting into swimming, it was three years ago, and uh, I got a, a call from um, John and Sally McKenna, and they said, will you come and give a talk on electric picnic? And I'm a marine biologist, so normally I talk about seaweed and fish. And I thought, oh, I'm, I, it was actually me. I was a bit bored of listening to myself about seaweed and fish, and I said, I need something new to talk about. And um, so I decided I'd talk about the sea, um, vitamin C. And I had been talking to a lady, she must have been 70 or 80 in Galway, and she'd been swimming every single day of her life. She'd gone into the sea, gone swimming, and I said, surely you were sick, surely you didn't come sometimes. And she said, nope, I come down unless the weather is really bad. So I started um, to research vitamin C, and I said, I better get in and swim every day, because I can't really go to electric picnic and talk about sea swimming and how good vitamin C is for you unless I go in. And that was March three years ago. And I remember the first day, my wonderful husband, John, and myself going down the beach with the kids and going in. And here I am, and it's years later, and I'm still going in, because there's something that happens when you go in. Uh, you come out, and you feel completely different, and you feel completely alive. And now I've become hooked. And I'm hoping when I'm 70 or 80, like the woman in Galway, I'll still be jumping in every single day. Yeah. And this is a picture of Inchadani uh, Beach. Is that where you swim? Yeah, I go in, swim, swim in here, um, go in in the mornings. I wish I made it for dawn every morning, but I have a kind of a routine. I go in at about 8 o'clock um, and, then, and then head into work after that. Um, so it's absolutely... Sometimes there can be huge surfs, sometimes it's flat cam. The sea is never, ever the same. Every single day when you go down to it, it's completely different. And every day when you go in, uh, you go in, you carry everything in with you, you come out, you don't, it's gone. And tell me something, is there something that, like we have here, like a big community, is it like, do you have to push your way through to have a swim, or is it, <laughs> <laughs> or it's just you? It started, it started and it was just me. And, um, and I was totally, uh, yeah, and you have to be really careful if you go swimming on your own. And I started and it was just me. And I used to, there was a kind of a pole thing on the beach with water coming out of it. And I used to stand under that and then I put my suit on afterwards for going into work. And now there's, there's more and more and more people who are going in. And then there's more people who go into other beaches around the place. And, and there's groups of, day, of swimmers, communities everywhere, all the way around West Cork. And they don't, people don't talk about it. They don't make a fuss about it. They just go in, meet, have a quick swim, come out, changes, changes the way that they look at the world for the day. Okay. So, Ruth. Hi. Hi. 
I did put that quote there. If you haven't read Ruth's book, I'm sure you, all of you have. But if, if you, you haven't, you should go and buy it. You should go now. buy it in in your local in your local <laughs> bookshop. Don't buy it from Amazon. Just go to your local bookshop. Yeah. It's a fantastic book. Now I read somewhere the Irish Water Safety said uh, there's been a huge increase in the last ten years in sea swimmers, and there's millions of books. There's wild swimming, waterlog, leaping, and your book obviously contributed to the the popularity of sea swimming. You were saying yesterday morning that somebody from Holland sent you a text to say an email. Tell us about that story, yeah, for example. That was kind of cool. It was one of those random um, letters you get in your post box. And it was a lady in Holland who said that um, in, she, she sent me the invitation of the, the very first um, get together they ever had. And they called themselves the Frozen Nipple Society. <laughs> and um, in honor of my book, they get together <laughs> once a month and uh, swim naked. All breast sizes and shapes uh, are welcome. And, and they swim naked under the full moon. Um, that was kind of cool. It was very yeah. cool. But because they had merch. They had like stickers and everything because they, they moved it to America and they, you know, all the societies there have, so she, they actually had a sticker with the Frozen Nipple Society and a big <laughs> boob on it. Really? <laughs> because without giving away your book, as I said, people should go and buy it, but uh, you started something a few years ago, five years ago, something with a couple of your friends that are mm. sitting here, wonderful friends yeah. here. We were working it out. It was... Um, 2015, yeah, that was th that was when I started. Yeah. 2015, and you started for a reason, but you're still getting in every day. Why? Yeah, um, why do I swim now? Well, now I'm, you know, I've published a book and stuff, so I write for a living, and um, I can officially say that I'm a daydreamer for a living. So I do live very <laughs> much in my, you know, my head is floating miles away, and that's my job to do that. So I, I do have a problem with coming back down into my body. Um, and I find that sea swimming, you know, you get into the cold water and your head comes back into your body. And so it's very important for me. It's, it, it's actually, it's become a daily discipline to do that. Um, it, it's part of my routine and, uh, and I see it that way. So that's like a very functional level, but um, a, a, as a functional thing, it's something I need to do every day. But as Susan says, there's something about sea swimming and um, obviously it's easier to write about it and be flowery about it in that way, but but you'll notice you can't talk about it without bringing this kind of spiritual aspect into it or getting very gushy about it because um, it's a very meaningful thing to do. It, it's just by its nature. It's such a simple thing. You're just walking into the sea, and yet there's so much meaning attached to this 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 very functional thing that you're doing. And um, you make friends with the sea. You um, you're you're afraid of the sea, but uh, um, it, it's a relationship that you have with the sea. You, you, um, it, it becomes part of your life and it changes you. I agree with that. Fabulous. Yeah. So, just going to move on to Stephen here for a second. Um, so this is... <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, this is a picture from Swimrise, uh, 21st of June, 2019. <laughs> No, but all jokes aside, <laughs> all jokes aside, apart from Ruth writing a book and just destroying our cove, because I used to go there walking with my dog every morning, now I can't. <laughs> now, uh, you guys started this swim rise a few years ago, and I think everybody from Rich Roll, Russell Brand, and it's so many Instagram popularities come over every day. But genuinely, on that day, I think it was, must have been 500 or so people. It was, it was incredible. And it, it really looked like that. The two of you were walking away with your teeth. <laughs> and, uh, and there was all these people walking behind you. 
what's it like? What is it like, genuinely, what's it like to be the Messiah? <laughs> Stephen. I don't know how to answer that when I drive. No, but genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, you have, you've created something, and apart from disliking it, you created something which is fabulous. And we, you put grey stones on the map for different reasons. First, the veggie shop, and now a coffee shop, and now the swim rice. But what, what's it like, genuinely? You know, you're going to get up that morning, and there's going to be people from all over Ireland. There were people from Donegal that day. There were people from all over. What's it like? To what's, what does it feel like? A bit surreal, a bit bizarre, but also a bit just you're meeting someone there. Hello, how are you? Lovely to meet you. We're going swimming. Great. You know, it's like there's something very childish about it, I think, as well, meeting people on the beach and. Um, I was reading, <clears throat> someone had written, like, beautifully, maybe it was Neil, Humans of Swimrise. Neil's somewhere down there, he's hiding, he's a great artist. Uh, but it, it's someone where it just the sea tends to remove any social barriers, as in, there could be a lawyer, a doctor, there could be a bin man, but when you're down at the sea, everyone's just the same. And there's something real childish and very kind of liberating and innocent about it. And I'm, I think that's the best answer I can do for that one. That's right, that's right. <laughs> But it, 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 does, um, it does help with, um, I mean, you, you guys have created, genuinely created something for Greystones so that is quite unique, you know, with all the slagging I gave you over the years, but you have put us on, on the map. But it, what does it do for, for you guys as a, as, as a business and as a, as, as a persona yeah, as such? I think we started, like, not I think, uh, we started the Happy Pair with kind of a social mission to create a happier, healthier world and build community. And what the Swim Rise does, it gives a kind of a focal point, a little activity, a joint activity that if you want to come participate and be part of our little community and go swim in the sea and have a bit of a laugh and drink tea, come join us anytime. So it gives that wonderful opportunity. And then the, the business itself gives an opportunity as kind of almost like a clubhouse, a sense of come and have a laugh and see who you meet and let's try to enjoy life together and eat some vegetables and... Go from there. No, no, that's fine. But because we have a room full of uh, sea swimmers and aficionados, so do you think the swimming, like you mentioned, the swimming has kind of created a level for, yeah. so the guy you had, I can't remember his name, he's, he's got 600 million followers on Instagram, and the, the doctor, the, oh, I can't remember his name anyway. And he came over and, it, you know, but you had so, you have so many people joining you in this journey that's, is that different from what you had before? Like, is the sea swim is something different from what you have created up to that point? Well, I think every day is different. Some days are like kind of quite a, a focal day where there's lots of people arriving and it's a big show and it's, you know, it's quite exciting and it's all that. And then there's days when you're just down the beach and there's me and Neil, or there's me and Ruth. So, so there's, there's a huge variety of, and as I think Ruth and Susan said, every single day is different. You go down, and yes, there's mundaneness of a sense. I'm walking down the beach again, I'm carrying the tea, feckin' hell, I feel a bit crazy in my little red jacket and my Santa Claus, you know the way? And there's some, another person looking at me going, that feckin' lunatic. But, but then when you get down and you get in there, it just feels so nourishing, so beautiful, and the chats and the tea and the bit of crack, and you kind of feel like, <gasps> you walk back kind of like one of those annoying people going, <gasps> such a beautiful day, I feel great, you know that way? And, and it in itself becomes really addictive. Okay. We're going to move on to your better-looking brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's uh, the other morning I was down there waiting for some friends to go for a run, and then uh, and a couple of people start to come down, and they, they all look the same with these dry robes on. And uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a cult. But uh, <laughs> no, but again, same thing with you, Dave. Like, you guys go down and... This, I'm really interested in the social entrepreneurship because, you know, like I said to you before when we talked in the podcast, you, had, you have this persona 
on, online, but you're, you're quite different, you know, especially when you're on your own one at a time. But just tell me about your, your experience with the swimming. What, what happened, you know, for the last five years you've been swimming with some of the wonderful people in here. Tell me about your experience. Uh, my experience. Well, uh, it's not that deep of a question. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's great fun, thank you. Uh, I guess it's been hugely nourishing, like it really has. It's become such a core part of our lives, and it's been so enriching, like it really has, with connecting us to a certain place. Like, we obviously grew up in Greystones, but there's, it's brought so many different people that have always lived in Greystones together. Like, it really has, like, you know, Neil and Jay and Ruth and everyone who we swim with every day. You know, it, it really, to swim with people, to do something that's so positive and changes you so much every day, really just, can, you feel connected to people, even though, like, it, it took me a few years to realize Neil actually does graphic design, you know. You never ask about what people do. You, you, you rarely, you're talking about, geez, do you see that? Oh, it's cold. Oh, it's very cold. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's really present moment type conversations. And I think, as Ruth kind of touched on, there is an element of spirituality or religious or whatever that kind of thing. Because when you get, get in there every morning, there's that fear. There's that, oh, geez, here we go again. There's that, you know, you've got to surrender. Like, and then you strip off your clothes and you're just... You're, you're, that walk, it's, even if there's other people walking with you, you're by yourself. It's this kind of like you're almost going to, I don't know what it is, it's some kind of spiritual act anyway. And by the time you get in, you feel like you're, you're a, new, a new person, you know. And in terms of, let's say, for example, somebody down in Timor League where uh, uh, Susan lives has a little coffee shop. Would you recommend for them to say, look, create a little community around the swimming because it does help? Yeah. Not necessarily from a, from a, a financial point of view, but it does bring people around to I your think, shop for different reasons. Well, right? I think it gives such a like, er, you know, as kids, it's so much easier. You call to people's door and you do something and whatever. But as grown ups, we kind of need a reason or almost permission to go hang out with one another. And I think it gives, like, having this daily activity that there's people swimming in the sea, it gives, and being kind of very kind of consciously saying, it's open, please come, come, and, you know, and really encouraging people. People come along and you can see them, they're a little lost, like, Am I meant to be here? Am I not? I mean, do I pretend I know these people or whatever? But I think the culture amongst all of us that swim every day, it's a very social kind of, oh, hello, 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 and everyone says hello, and it's a very lovely culture that's formed where it's, it's like a bunch of five-year-olds. <laughs> and it, like, that, that's how I'd best describe and it. And even the simple act of bringing tea, it gives us yeah, all the yeah. permission to socialize more, because without tea, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, am I, have I stayed here too long? Is this a bit weird? Whereas at least when there's tea and there's a bit of bickies, there's a sense of celebration, and often we'll celebrate, uh, celebrate each other's birthday, and it's great crack. Michelle sometimes will light a fire, yeah. and Ruth will do that. Yes. It's, it's great crack, anyway. By the way, it's digestive biscuits in the moment. <laughs> Every morning is digestive. But I'm going to move <laughs> I'm going to move on. By the way, if you don't like my question, it's okay, because you've got a chance to ask questions at the end of Q&A. So um, I'm going to go back one, because I went too far. What's going on here, Greg? Hold on. Here we go. So, oh, here we, oh, oh. give me a second. That's you, Steve. That's Steve again. That's Steve. Yeah, I look well. And, come on. In my tux. Very good. That's ah. Susan. So, Susan, um, yeah, I thought I knew everything about sea swimming, you know, because it, everybody told me it was fantastic, wonderful for you and everything. Then I read a few things, and basically nothing is true. It's just uh, all kind of based on ideas that people have how wonderful sea swimming is but you that's your quote the human body is made of 80 percent of water actually salt water and is that the key well th this was when i started to to to, to really get into it 
And I think the first thing for me was the, the learning that we as humans, as much as we need water, we need salt. So if, if we don't get access to salt, any human on the whole planet, we die. And it's a really unpleasant death. It takes a couple of weeks, but that's it. You're going to, you're going to keel over and you've had it. So salt was one of the biggest traded commodities around the world. Venice was set up as a center for salt trading. And even in our language, we talk about salary. You get paid a salary. That's because the Roman soldiers were paid in salt. And somewhere along the way, like loads of things in life, we've, I, well, I was just so unaware of it because I'd kind of forgotten how essential salt and seawater actually is to us. So there's this connection with the sea, with us as humans, that is so strong, we actually will, will die without the salt that's in it. And when, when any of us who have kids, <laughs> sorry guys, um, any of us who have kids, when you're pregnant, your baby's actually swimming in, in, in a, a more dilute form, but they're swimming in seawater. Um, so, and when you cry, the tears run down your face and you get them in your mouth, they're, they're salt water. Um, you know, so we're, we're, when we bleed, it, 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 the, the World Health Organization describes saline as the greatest, um, one of the greatest medicines, it's just seawater. And what it's, yes, it's more, we are, uh, the sea is saltier than we are as humans, but we, we still use it. People in, in the chemist in Greystones, when you go into the chemist, you can actually go in and you can buy, um, <laughs> it's, I just find it hilarious. It's imported from France. It's one of these mad planet things that we do that's just stupid, but you can actually buy sterile seawater. And it's sold, I'm not going to give the brand name or anything like that. And it's sold for cleaning out your sinuses and, and for putting in your ears. But if you actually look at the ingredients, it's 100% seawater. And we're bringing it in from France and selling it in chemists. And it's 18.95 for 250 mils. So... <laughs> The first thing, so I, I go in and I, I can't help myself. I look at it and they've got beautiful packaging. It's really plastic and it's got spray and I'm going, oh my God. So one of the things that happens when you're going into the sea and it's, it's actually, it's kind of embarrassing some days is your sinuses clear out. So as you come up out of the sea thinking you look semi-glamorous, well, I don't because my hair goes all funny, but um, this kind of snotty liquid comes out of your nose, right? And you're kind of going, oh, I don't even have a cold. Jesus, what's the matter? And what it actually is, is the seawater is clearing your sinuses. So people say, oh, I feel the world smells differently. Well, it does, because your sinuses are cleared out. And actually, the water in your eyes is salt water as well, because that's what we cry with. And, and the world actually looks different. But it actually does, because you've actually refreshed that with seawater as well. And then things sound clearer. If you ever noticed, you go into the sea and you come out, and it's, it's re it all sounds differently. And that's because the salt water actually helps our earwax dissolve. So when we're coming out of the sea and we say, oh, we feel all refreshed and alive again, there's actual biological things that are happening that are there. Plus, you're probably getting a mouthful of seawater. And that's, sorry, one of the things, I, I could talk about this all day, because as, as I got more into it, so on the, on the planet, you've got every single, in, in a rocks that are around, you've got every mineral, you've got every element, you've got everything. And as they're ground down and they get washed into the sea, seawater contains everything. It's not the salt that we get, that we add. It's not sodium chloride. Seawater is so complicated. And it, as well as having every single mineral nutrient that's on the planet 
in, in the sea, there's gold in there. They, they have great get-rich schemes where they say, we're going to dry out loads of seawater. We can try this later on for Greystones when you're getting it really on the map. And, and we're going to have, you know, we'll be able to get plutonium out of it or, you know, any of the rare elements because they're all in the seawater. So when you're going into this, when, when you keep marine animals in an aquarium and if you added just salt, they actually all die. They won't survive because seawater is so much more complicated than just salt. So when you, we go down and we've got the joy of living by it, we're not just getting that salt thing. We're not just getting the health benefit, but we're actually by something that's full of everything, every vitamin that's there, that seems to be somehow essential to us as humans. So we're, we're kind of, when, we, when you're going into the sea, you're cleaning your sinuses, you're cleaning your eyes. You're only going to think about this differently from now on, but you're cleaning them all when you're going in there, but you're actually really coming back to where you came from and you will actually die if you don't have that salt. So that's why it became such a commodity. Anyway, I'll stop now wow. before I go yeah. <laughs> And go. Ah. So, Ruth. Um, that's actually amazing. You're now a fully-fledged author. You can do whatever you like in the morning, just cruise around and then go for a swim. And that's what yeah, you do, right? Yeah, cruise and just minding five kids in my spare time as well. Yeah, it's easy peasy, <laughs> Andre, easy peasy. But uh, you just touched on earlier on, I know we're going to talk about something else for a couple of minutes, not to see swimming. Just, just your next project, the one you're working on at the moment. I know you can't talk too much about it because uh, is it a movie? Of the book? Well, yeah, I'm working on the script for... Um, I'm working with Element Pictures and writing the, the screenplay for the book, I Found My Tribe. So wow. that's been an ongoing uh, process and um, doing various drafts. But it's, it's getting to an exciting stage now where they're talking about getting directors on board. Um, wow. uh, yeah, so that's cool because I get to talk to other people as well. I'm not just all in my own writing <laughs> in my dreamy head, which, you know... There I was going on about uh, the romantic things about sea swimming. It's really just all about snot. Snot. <laughs> <laughs> Clearing snot. <laughs> but, but just uh, just tell us, if somebody out here wants to, you know, is writing a book, is writing a story, and he, he or she wants to find inspiration, your, your moment when you get into it, just tell us a bit of the process, you know, getting up in the morning, sort out your kids, and then you have that two hours to write. And you always yeah. include the sea swimming part of it. I know you touched on earlier on, but tell me a little bit more specific. What does it do for you? Like, you, you come out with an idea, you're now working on... By the way, I want to play myself in the movie. The guy brings the, walk for <laughs> the, the dog for a walk with the earphones. I know it's me. Yeah. I'll be the, the guy. It's like, who are all these people on my damn beach? I want to walk yeah, the dog. So I want yeah. to play myself. But, it, it, <laughs> 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 but when... Just now, tell me a bit. I'm really interested what it, what it actually does for you. Because, you know, yeah. there's that fright of flight. You, you, you're in the water. Everything, nothing matters anymore, but you're there trying yeah. to focus on the next scene. Yeah, well, you see, for me, like, there's this thing they talk about when you're writing is finding your voice. And so I was writing for years, but I, you know, getting that tone writer, being brave enough to just kind of not think about what you're writing or what people will think of it and just, just writing, you know, in a kind of, a, in a very soulful, direct way. It, it's not something that, you know, you just do easy peasy. Um, and, and for me, uh, the sea swimming and the writing came together uh, because I started swimming and then I started writing about it. And it was through the swimming that I, you know, um, got this voice, obviously, when Simon, my husband, was sick and, and I was swimming and having romantic, dreamy thoughts about swimming and writing them down. And it all became wrapped up in my experience and coping on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so I can't really separate the two things. Um, and so now I have this lovely life, as you say, where, 
you know, I just swan around drinking coffees. And <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> no, but, but um, it, I realised then, um, well, obviously life is still, it's always going to be challenging. Um, and I think we all carry a lot of, um, you know, stuff in our heads. And, and that's what sea swimming does. It clears your head out of all the junk that's there, that's built up. Um, which is very important for writing because, you know, if your head's chattering away, you're not really going to get to the, you know, to, to, to hit that hit that core of what you need to say. And, and I mean, it's no, it's, it's no surprise or no coincidence that you'll find a lot of the people down at the swim rise and a lot of the people on the beach are creative people of various sorts, um, um, whatever creative discipline they, they're involved in. It seems to be part and parcel of the creative life um, and I think I feel very lucky that I fell into it really because I'm a, I'm a ninny and I don't think that I would have been brave enough to, to do writing properly or swim um, you know if I hadn't been totally desperate um, and I was um, and so um, yeah that's that's really my day I guess so I've continued that um, and I can't separate the two so for me that's the daily discipline, swim and then write or write until my head feels like it's, you know, going to fall off and my eyeballs are melting. And then I go down and sizzle in the sea afterwards and come back to life, you know, come back to minding my kids. I, I made a mistake one morning to come sw swim out to you and Michelle and Neil to say hello. And I had to go to bed that night with a, with a hat. It was still cold. <laughs> well, they stay in way longer than me. I mean, well, I'm, I'm a dipper. Wait, yeah. How long do you stay? Do you stay to a point that you can't stay any longer? or? Yeah, that could be pretty fast in my case. Um, but uh, it depends on the time of the year. Okay. Yeah, so the summer, you know, we'll stay in a lot longer. But uh, some of these guys are mental. I, I don't stay in as long as them. They're, they're, they've lost the plot altogether. Well, yeah. when we talked last time, you <laughs> say something that's really interesting. You say it's non-prescriptive for you. You don't have to go in every day. You do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I try, you. and and you know you you, you learn that that and, and I wouldn't get in in a rough sea. We we do this new thing now when the sea is rough. That what do they call it? Bum like bum surfing, or well, you know when you sit in the waves the and just like surfing. Yeah, just just sit in the in the surf and and get pummeled by just at the edge. Um, so that means you can go in on a rough day, which is kind of fun. But you get a lot of stones up your butt, which isn't fun. <laughs> As Dave was saying, like five year olds. <laughs> All yeah. right, so Steve. Um, I see a lot, a lot of, like most mornings you're there, your kids are with you, uh, or Dave's kids are both together. It's always, your kids are always there, which is great. It's great to see. And uh, what, what uh, do they get into the sea? I know obviously not in the no, winter, they're quite little things. No, they come things. down for the bickies. Do they come down for, that's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. Why do they come down, apart from the fact you drag uh, them down? But well, <laughs> it, it comes through phases, like, because we swim at sunrise, and sunrise, like in winter, can be at 8.40, and in summer can be at 4.50, so... In summer, they don't generally come because it's much too early unless there's cake and there's guaranteed birthday cake and they're going to get a slice of it. Uh, but in winter, if it's around, like right now, sunrise is around eight, 10 past 8. Uh, so Theo's got in the habit of coming in every day because he can hang out and he can climb the rocks and there's other lads that he can play with. And it's just, I, I really try to nourish it because they get to spend time outside. They get to spend time with other interesting people that, you know, are open to conversing with them. And they kind of, they're out in nature, which I think um, we all need more of. I know, it's lovely to see them, and they are part of the... Yeah, and they, uh, they really enjoy it. Like they, As much as they'll resent it, they love it. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is this... Uh, so I went down one morning for a swim, and I think everybody in the sea had their phone in the hand, and they were swimming with their phone in the hand. And I was like, oh, what's happening? You know, there, was, uh, there was a lovely sun, sunrise. But tell me about that social media and swimming and having the phone in your hand. Do you ever swim without the phone? And if yeah. you do, what, what's it like? 
Well, I guess it's just... <laughs> Did I actually do it? Is that what you well, mean? No, no, I'm not, I'm not being funny. Yeah, just you're curious. You're so mean. No, I'm just curious. It's, yeah, I, no, because I, I, it, 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 it takes away from what, what Ruth is saying. Ruth is saying, you know, she goes in and she gets her head back to... But you know, it's important for you guys to have the the picture. I, like uh, when yeah, I when I talked to somebody, said if it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen. <laughs> and uh, so, but just just what, no, what, what's it like with yeah, with like, and without? Like, like I, I think if I'm if I'm to answer it quite for um, honestly, yeah. I I think it's a constant relationship that I have to kind of draw boundaries with myself. Like and <clears throat> my wife Justina there will regularly put boundaries on me. Um, <laughs> But, but it's kind of to work it out itself. Like I recently, maybe about half a year ago, I got one of these phone covers and I, I really, like I've had to ask myself a number of times, like why are you doing this? But, but there's something really enjoyable about mm. doing it and capturing the beauty of it and sharing the, the beauty of just seeing the water break and the light shining through it. There's something really magical in it that I really enjoy and part of me questions, do I need to do this every day? But there's real joy, like a little kid standing there in the middle of winter, like a freaking madman. And the waves are coming in, you go, like this. And, and this, this real, it's like a little, I've got a great one in your life. Just look at this one. There's something really, I don't know, there's something very liberating, creative, very enjoyable. And you're, you're taking a moment, although you're trying to share, you're actually really trying to appreciate the beauty of just that little light refracting on the water. And I like it. I oh, know, it's great. <laughs> and I'm not saying you don't have to. I'm just curious because, I, I know, yeah, I, I uh, you know, you have the two opposites, you know, you have with and without the phone. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, and and with, with, with or without the phone, this, you're still I immersing yourself in the sea. And as everyone has kind of articulated, it's quite a cathartic process. There's something quite um, liberating, freeing, bringing you back to the present moment. It's shocking. You, you end up leaving in winter kind of party, I, sometimes I wonder, is it part of, like, Jesus I survived that, that was great, you know, that's part of the endorphin release, but it's, the, with a phone or without a phone, you still feel it the same, so it's, okay. you know, it's just an opportunity to share it with others. Just a very quick question, the other morning there was, uh, somebody gave you a book, sent you a book from the UK, there was a book oh, yeah, about yeah, uh, cis women, and they asked wild you Wild Swimming. Wild Swimming, yeah. they, they asked you to, if you wanted to do something, if you want to create an Irish version of it. And I, th I thought you said it was great. You said you would love to do it as a community project. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, one um, of you. It was a publisher, a friend, Shawnee, uh, who we film all our YouTube videos with. He shot, he photographed a book for the winner of MasterChef. And that was with a Scottish publisher. And he, him and the Scottish publisher approached us about, would we be interested in doing the wild sea swimming? And I asked them if they'd send us a copy of the book and we could have a look and I could bring it down to all the swimmers and go, what do you reckon we do this together? This would be great crack. Uh, and Dave often kind of, one time we managed to go to Iceland and we sat in one of the little thermal baths in winter. Like one of these ones where you're sitting in the bath and you, then you run into the sea and then you come back to the bath and just thought, oh my God, this is phenomenal. And jokingly, I kind of said, let's do this together. And if we make any money of it, let's try to build like a little bath over here. And we can all sit in the bath and it'd be a great way to grow old together. Like where you can literally yeah. sit in the bath and go into the sea and go to the bath and go up and have a coffee with Andrea, you know, whatever way. But I'd be dead just... by then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's perfect because that's, that's my next question to today, which like, we, like you guys years ago, remember you were trying to do these um, bikes you know, free bikes around town. We all donated a few bikes. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But you're constantly thinking the, of the community. This is Blackrock, by the way, in Galway. It's beautiful. So, but you were saying to me the other day, you love to do exactly that. You know, maybe create something uh, outside of the cove where you can have 
yeah, so yeah. nice. Tell like, us like what, what would you like to do? I guess we're total dreamers yeah. and always kind of have lots of ideas. And I guess we were sitting in this these thermal baths in just outside Reykjavik. It was called Nekelsvik or something like that. And as Stephen said, you're sitting in the bath and you jump in the sea and you sit in the bath. And, and it was that was what people did to socialize in the evening. And it was just, it was so pleasant. Just like, geez, how can we do this in Greystones? And I was thinking that uh, like it'd be very difficult to get the county council to allow us to do it. <laughs> I just couldn't see that happening. So it was like, well, how can we get enough money to buy Carrig Eden? Then we can build our thermal bath. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know who owns it, but it was just a crazy idea that like, well, if you keep feeding it, you know, these things sometimes end up happening. You know, life is really interesting like that. So I guess I, I have this vision to, to build a thermal bath. I, I don't know how or where. And if anyone here would like to help us. And if anyone, knows, if anyone wants to donate Carrig Eden to the project. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, I believe you, just, just again, moving away for a second from the, the swimming, I believe you're about to release a new book. Is it all about fish or something? Fish cuisine or something? <laughs> what, what's the next book and when is it coming out? Uh, we have a new book coming out in July and it's trying to teach people how to cook great recipes. So it's right. more about frameworks and principles and obviously it's about vegetables. Uh, it's a veg-centric book, so yeah. Is there anything to do with swimming in it? Any, uh, any references no, there's to not it? Even, there's not even one topless shot in it. There's not one handstand in it. It's all food. Uh, so it's, it's age is catching up. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Very good. Right, look, a very quick round of questions. The same question to everybody, and then we'll open it up to the floor. So what would you say, Susan? There's only about two people left in Greystones that don't swim. Uh, <laughs> so what would you tell those two people about why would they, should they get into the sea? I actually, it was, it's, it's Ruth, and she just started me off another thing. So there's another, another thing, to, apart from the snot and the earwax and things like that, there's, um, the, 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 there was a study done on why, when you come down to the sea and you get into the sea, what you're talking about, you're all talking about happens, which is you suddenly go calm and you suddenly, suddenly you relax. So it's actually been named, it's called, and lots of people here will have read about it. And it happens when you look at the sea or you look at open water, and it's called blue mind. And you actually completely calm down. So I was going to say anybody here who isn't convinced that the dread of jumping into the water, just actually looking on the sea gives you that calming effect and that bringing your mind into your body, and that's what happens. So that's the, that's the blue mind effect of it. So you've got it all. You've got the, the, the kind of the, the sea being linked to us, and then whatever it is, I don't understand why it would happen, but you've got this calming effect of the, of the sea, of looking at the horizon, of everything. So I, I think with it... I think the dread of going in, you have it every, I, 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 every single time when you're walking down the beach, you kind of think, why am, I, why, why am I doing this? And every single time that you come out, you go, I am so glad I did that. I have never, ever, not once in any time that I've gone in, have I come out and said, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Every single time you come out and you don't even think about it. So. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, anyway, Same question to you, Ruth. What would you tell just, those two people? I just, I'm just loving the dreamy science bit. It's so cool. Um, I just say, don't start in January. Um, <laughs> wait until the summer and ease yourself into it. Don't start January or February for sure. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah. Um, okay. That's it. That's not very inspiring. That's fine. <laughs> that's good. Though. How about you, Steve? What would you tell those people? I don't know. Part of me would say, it's good that a few people don't swim, you know, that way. I think if we all swim, it's <laughs> good diversity. to have a bit of diversity. I think it's good if you don't swim and are maybe sceptical of her cynically, but, I, you know, I think it's important that there's a bit of variety in our society. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'd say that um, 
that it's a bit like I think nowadays, and I think we had a conversation, I think it was with Michelle and a couple of people. I remember it was last summer and it must have been like 10 to six in the morning. And we ended up st sending chatting for a good hour, hour and a half, like as the sun was coming up. I remember we were talking about that like, nowadays there's a deficit of people in contact with nature, you know, we're like nature deprived. And, uh, and I think it was Michelle, really, someone said um, that it was like, it's like mainlining nature, like getting in the sea, it's like you're literally injecting yourself with nature, that it's like, as soon as you hit that water, it just, boom, it's like a bus hitting you, in the best sense, a very <laughs> positive bus. And, uh, and it just, like, it, I don't know, it just strips away, like we'd say, we'd often describe it like it, it strips away the poor me, like any sense of poor me, like I'm gone down. We'd often say, geez, I need to go down and drain the miserable man. Like you can feel yourself, things going on in your head. And say, like, I need to go down and freshen up again and have another start of this day. And uh, I just think it's the best doctor there is. Lovely. Thanks very much. So look, it's Q&A. Um, if anybody wants to ask a question, just put your hand up. If you don't, I'll ask another couple. Anybody else wants to ask a question? Yeah? There you are. Sorry. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I forgot what I wanted to say now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thanks. It's a, a, a really illuminating talk. Thank you very much. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm from the UK. I'm from Stroud in Gloucestershire, where I swim in a lake. Unfortunately, we don't have a salted lake but it's, it, it's good enough for me. Um, my question is, is for you, what's the difference between swimming as part of a community here in Greystones and swimming alone? For me, um, swimming is a very, very lonely, and I say that in a good way, um, activity. I love to be totally on my own in the water. I'm just wondering what... How, how it is to have lots of other people around um, strikes. I, I don't know. It's it, it's um, uh, it seems other people get in the way. <laughs> All right. Who's, who wants to answer that? For for me, even when I'm in the sea, it feels even when you're around people. When you go underwater, it, it, there's the solitude, there's the peace, it's there's the serenity. It it does feel quite lonely in that moment. But for me, it's a social activity. So I love the tea and the chats and the crack and the community and that. But I, I can totally see where you're coming from too. It's uh -huh. the second time you've mentioned crack, by the way. <laughs> crack in the in the Irish language, it means fun. <laughs> not that, not the other type of crack. I, I was, I was going to say that I think the community makes us do it. Like, you know, I, I probably wouldn't end up doing it half the time if I was going down there by myself. No way. <laughs> that, like, it's like uh, going to the gym. People don't tend to, people go to the gym because they won't do it themselves at home. Like, and I think it's the same with sea swimming. Like, for us as a collective group, I don't know if all of us would be continuing to do it if we were doing it by ourselves. I'd say there'd be a lot of days where you go, ah, I'll just stay in bed today. So uh, I think the community just tells you more accountable or that there's other people that you're going to do it with. And even I remember coming down one day last year and it was wild day, like absolutely wild. Like the rain was coming in, there was massive waves. And I met Linda who had just turned 70 last year and she goes, it's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, with that response was like, there was no way I was shirking. And I was like, yes, let's go swimming. Very good. Anyone else? Anyone else? If not, I get the guests off the stage. Any other questions? No. 
Okay, yeah, well... I was just going to say, to answer that, that sure. I, do, I do both. Like okay. I, I swim on my own and I swim in a group, so I can understand. And for me, um, if I'm feeling really sad, I want to swim on my own. Okay. And it's, um, if I'm feeling sociable, I like to swim with other people. You get something from both, so um, it's entirely possible to do both. Same yeah. for you, Susan? Um, I, most of the time, I'm on my own. So um, most of the time that I, I go down... I walk down, put my dry robe up, contact my, my poor safety husband, wherever he is, to tell him I'm about to go in. And don't, don't obviously go very deep, um, you know, very, very conscious. But, um, but yeah, I, go, I actually will walk, take that, the walk, as you say, the walk down in your togs from where you throw the dry robe down the beach in the cold. Um, I go in on my own and come out. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's very, very peaceful. I absolutely love coming up here in the social side of it. And I think if there was people providing tea in Clonakilty, it'd be great. Um, but um, yeah, no, so I, I think I understand, I understand both sides of it. With me, the social part is lovely if there's other people who are going in, but actually that's not what it's about. It's okay. about the reset, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm gonna ask Ruth, Susan, Steve, and Dave to leave the stage. Thanks very much. Uh, but don't go away. Thank you. Don't go away just yet. Um, just before the interval, uh, I want to show you another beautiful uh, piece of art that uh, Neil and Fiekna put together. It's only five minutes, but it's gorgeous. So I'll give you the humans of Swimrise. <laughs> 